Hello, Ducks fans. My name is Carter. Welcome to the Quack Report. I'm joined by Nate Thomas, as always. How's it going, bud? I am tired. <laughs> You're tired? <laughs> to, to put it bluntly, I am tired. So consisted of Thursday night, uh, Shane Stevenson and I that we had on uh, the show here a um, few months back. We drove up to Calgary from Lethbridge here, which is only about like mm-hmm. two hour drive at most. Um, yeah. We went up to Calgary for game two of the Calgary Dallas series to hang out in the red lot. So they're doing like the, you know, like the like the watch along outside in the parking lot there. Right. For those who mm-hmm. um, are, are a little underfunded to go inside yeah. the building <laughs> itself. Right. We'll just hang outside and still drink ridiculously expensive beer and whatnot. Um, yeah. Do they just have like a massive screen out there like a. Yeah, it is. Like so they have, like, yeah, they have, like a, they have like a, yeah, like a movie theater, uh, movie theater style screen out there with a uh, Budweiser red light that was about as big as the screen. Unfortunately, oh, nice. it never went off because the flames got <laughs> shut out that game. Um, hey. There is like in like the first five minutes, Johnny Gaudreau had scored. <laughs> Sorry, like the first, <laughs> I was a little late on that. <laughs> no worries. It was like the first like five minutes, Johnny Gaudreau had scored, but it was called offside right away. So everyone was like, yeah, and then, ah, fuck. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I never got to see the light go off, unfortunately. But uh, And then there was like a stage beside it, and they had um, like some food stuff out there and a lot of different like booze places for different things and whatnot. So, But it was a lot of fun, though. I got to meet up with some people I hadn't seen in a little while, and... Um, mm-hmm. Got recognized by a couple other people and stuff like that. Met people oh, nice. that I hadn't met yet, so it was it was a lot of fun. Um, but we didn't get back. I, actually. I saw you on I saw you on Twitter. Um, I think Flames Nation posted a video, and then oh, Shane um, and then Shane had retweeted it. And, yeah, I was hanging uh, out with you were a few in there, the like Flames. right at the end. Yeah, I was hanging out with a few of the Flames Nations guys. Uh, yeah, Shane's obviously there as well. Uh, Princey and Noah Adler were were there, so we were kind of hanging out. And then, yeah, I just kind of was was the tag along there, pretty much. So the uh, yeah. not not even an honorary member. I was just there, so I, I was the ride for Shane, pretty much. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Um, but we didn't get back home till like maybe two in the morning or that, and then. Um, oh, yeah. I hadn't really ate that day, so I'm like, okay, I need to actually have some food or that. So I didn't really fall asleep until like 3 a.m. And then I got up early for my first day at my job for the summer, which went really well. But I was like, I like woke up at like 7.30. So I'm running on like four and a half hours of sleep maybe <laughs> and yeah. driving like a half hour out of town to go to my job and whatnot. And then, uh, yeah, and then the next morning, so Saturday, uh, I was refing lacrosse all day yesterday. So I woke up at six to drive out of town to be somewhere for seven thirty to start refing at eight o'clock, and I my last game ended at a little after four. So I put in like a a full work day, pretty much refing, and uh, then drove back into town. Uh, girlfriend and I went to Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which I'm not doing any spoilers, but holy fuck, like it was really good. I enjoyed it actually. Yeah, we- we actually have to, I forgot you went to see it. So we got to talk about that off air. Yeah, sure. we do for sure. And, uh, and then came home, watched the rest of game three of Calgary and Dallas. I haven't yelled that much at my TV about the flames this entire season. Actually, it was just really frustrating. I've definitely yelled that much at my TV though, about the ducks this season uh, and primarily <laughs> Dallas Eakins if uh, to nobody's surprise here. Um, so, but yeah, it's just like a lot of early mornings and whatnot with like a couple late nights in there. So I was like, kind of able to sleep in a little bit relative today. I think mm-hmm. I woke up at like eight o'clock or that. Uh, I drove two hours back home then 
um, like back to like our hometown to uh, spend some time for Mother's Day with uh, with my family and that kind of thing. And then came back here, had dinner with my grandma for Mother's Day and that. And now we're doing this. So it's been go, go, go for me for the last little yeah. while, like especially after you know finish, what? like right finishing school. So we're, I'm going to debut a new segment here. For okay. a second, so just we, just bear yeah. with me. Is it like I'm how just, long I talk about what's going on with me? <laughs> no, it's not. So I, I know this is a bulletin board, but this is going to be my clipboard here All for right. a second. And I'm am I in therapy? I just want now? you to get comfortable. Yeah, you are. <laughs> okay, good. Because are I saw, you comfortable I, right now? I saw, yeah, I'm comfortable. I saw I saw a thing actually okay. that was like guys will not go to therapy, but they'll talk about hockey for hours. So here we are, <laughs> everybody. Welcome to the Quack Report. This is actually your therapy session, just not therapy. I'm not <laughs> yeah. a registered therapist whatsoever. So please don't take any of my advice seriously. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You're the you're the. Oh, I'm the, the patient. The okay, patient, you're the I therapist. Guess. Okay, definitely yeah. don't take so, any of Carter's advice seriously. Then. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Do I look like it? You should be. I'm. I'm literally <laughs> holding a bulletin board and I'm wearing socks and pajamas right now. So <laughs> you definitely you shouldn't. But literally I, be the chillest I, I therapist some, ever. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like I need like a toothpick hanging out of my mouth or something. I know that that's like a like a farmer thing, not a therapist thing, but just like how I'm sitting <laughs> right now. So Nate, I, I think. From from what you're telling me, and with the notes that I've been taking as you were, were talking here on my massive clipboard, yes, I, I think I I've figured out how to make you less tired and make your life just a little bit easier. Oh God, what's that? What's that? So just hear me out. I th- I think you need to not leave town so much because you work out of town, <laughs> you you go to events out of town, your family's out of town. I I, I really think that you just gotta get everybody. And everything you want to do into Lethbridge, move buy Calgary, the Calgary Flames, relocate them to Lethbridge, <laughs> buy buy a house, maybe multiple houses for your family, move them to Lethbridge, <laughs> and then relocate your place of work. No big deal; it's it's only like a historical site, but relocate yeah, it histor- yeah, to Lethbridge. Site. <laughs> <laughs> to Lethbridge, and then you know what? That saves like you did two it hours to so Calgary. And, yeah. Yeah, well, actually, four hours to Calgary and back, four hours to our hometown and back. So that's another eight hours. I've already ran out of fingers. Um, <laughs> you drove two hours to to do some refing, approximately. Uh, it's on a, I guess it's about Saturday. an hour. It was only Tabor, so it's about a half an hour. Each yeah, way. but they're so back. They're so it's so okay, an hour. hour. Yeah. We'll say hour. Okay, yeah. So we're at nine. So hours. that's nine hours, and then hour there and back to your place of work on Friday. Uh, I think it's. I timed it out at one point. I think it's 20 minutes or a half an hour from my doorstep. Excuse me, to the like front door of my work. Fun fact, it's the shortest long trip ever. It's five (laughs) turns and then 35 kilometers straight. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I am, I'm no mathematician. I'm an accountant, but that's not a mathematician. And it's close enough. That's, it's pretty, <laughs> Having just thing. struggled through an accounting class, it's close <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You did ten hours of driving for the over the last four days. Yeah, and that doesn't My even include car, any other dude. intermediate. <laughs> yeah, man. Like you, uh, your poor bank account with the price of gas. Jesus. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. probably only what a tank of gas for you, maybe two. It was like two. Yeah. Yeah, I think like, the I drive think that, today took about <laughs> half the tank. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, drive less. 
Yeah, drive less. <laughs> <That's> my opinion. <laughs> luckily, I actually, I, like, luckily, I enjoy driving, so it's not too big of an yeah. issue for me. I'll throw on any podcast that's not the Quack Report, pretty much, and just listen to that. Yeah, those so, guys suck. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> just a bunch of nobodies who don't know what the fuck they're talking about whatsoever. So, especially when it comes to I, I, the legend yeah. Dallas Eakins. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I hear they give pretty good advice, though. It's, it's like free therapy, you know. Yeah, way. exactly. Right. So <laughs> they, they tell you not to drive. Or they tell, yeah, they tell you not to drive less. They tell you to drive more. Actually, so that you can listen to them more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or do what else you do. Whatever else you do uh, yeah. when you listen to podcasts, I'd actually be kind of curious to know what people do when they listen to us. To be honest, you know what. Well, yeah. I feel probably. like there's. I feel like yeah. I'd want to know most of the answers, but I also feel like maybe I don't want to know. Like, there's probably a few that would be weird, but yeah, I don't yeah. know. Personally, I listen to podcasts in the shower, like besides driving, obviously, because yeah. that's like what normal people do. But the other time I listen to podcasts because I don't drive enough to get through all my podcasts, as mm-hmm. I listen to them in the shower. So, yeah, it's like I'll listen to them driving. If they have video, I'll try to watch them. Actually, um, yeah. And, but otherwise it's, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm listening to it driving, but especially if I'm going to the gym, like that's normally my 32 thoughts or Jeff Merrick show is I'll like mm-hmm. listen to it going to the gym. And then I just pop in my, uh, like my headphones as I'm leaving my car and it just keeps going as I go and like get changed and get up to the thing. And then I turn on my music and then when I'm leaving, oh, yeah. I, I throw it back on as well. And then it transfers to the car and whatnot. So like I can get through like Perfect. a half hour, 40 minute episode with the, commute and getting changed and everything like that so nice yeah that's solid so what about you how are you i guess we we, we, we had a whole therapy session for me apparently <laughs> yeah that's good please note that the quack report is not a substitute for therapy for anybody that's listening. definitely we, not. <laughs> we, we might be we, we might be close but uh not not a true substitute um yeah no i've been good i'm uh I've, i mean people are probably familiar at least long time watchers of the podcast are probably familiar with the background of my childhood bedroom now. At I mean, it's point, a little, so. it's a little bit different colors. I think we've had one episode of you in like this color of room, but it is a little bit different now. It's That's a lot true. less Eulersy, which makes me really happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it made for an interesting podcast when it was there was like a big Oilers logo where, yeah. <laughs> I guess, from this side where that that Tigers jersey is now, there's yeah. just a massive one on the wall. But yeah, we it was for sure a watch along that we had done. Um. Was that I'd done here, but I can't remember if we also did yeah. an episode. I, so. I think we did an episode. I, I could be wrong, yeah. though. No, I, I think you're we've, right. We've here, done but. so much. We're we're almost at 200 episodes, actually, which is still wild for me to wild. think about. But. <laughs> Absolutely wild, yeah. So, yeah, I came back home from Mother's Day. I'm uh, still here, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, I've, uh, I've only done two hours of driving this weekend. There so you go. <laughs> I, I, I guess 10 divided by 2, 5, I am one fifth as you know exhausted as you <laughs> Fair enough. that that, that math, that's how math and you know totally. emotions work right <laughs> totally yeah it's for me yeah for me it's not even the driving it's just i'm i don't like waking up in the morning to alarms if i wake up on my own oh, in yeah. the morning i i can just get going and do whatever it's waking up to mm-hmm. alarms and i'm like super groggy and everything like that so yeah. Have you ever tried? Uh, I'm not saying that they work, but have you ever tried like those ones that um, they like listen to you? It's, it's like an app and it listens to you while you sleep and like 
tracks like your sleep patterns and then you just give it like a half hour or 45 oh, the one, minute window the one that to wake tells you, up. you like the one that tells you like what you say in your sleep if you talk in your sleep <laughs> yeah yeah like there's <laughs> those ones too where they record like your snoring and stuff like that yeah i haven't tried but, that before that'd be interesting okay though. yeah no i i've tried them and i i find that they don't really work for me personally I mean, I mean, maybe they help a little bit, but I don't know. I yeah. still hate getting out of bed in the morning, anyways. So, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Really yeah, matter, you but... you suck in the mornings. Having lived with you I for do. three years and like, uh, yeah. like staying over that, like when we were in in high school or whatnot. Yeah, you suck in the mornings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like, you just give it like, like say you need to be up by like seven thirty at the latest. You're like, okay, wake me up between seven and seven thirty, and it's like, it, it's like your follows your natural sleep progression. So when you're like the in the least deep sleep phase, whatever that is, then it that it starts to like wake you up, and it's supposed to like oh, make it so you don't feel so groggy in the morning. Yeah, I don't know. It, oh, cool. There's apparently science to back it up, but um, yeah, like I said, it doesn't work for me. But because you're a bit more of a lighter sleeper, and you tend to get up better in the mornings, it might might work. So yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I was just curious if you if yeah you tried them, but. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and I guess kind of on the therapy thing, yeah, we are definitely not licensed therapists whatsoever. But uh, <laughs> something that is very therapeutic, I have found in the past, is um, uh, is is online shopping. And you know a great place to online shop, actually, is at tqrshop.myspreadshop.com where you can get like awesome water bottles like this one and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, if, if you need a little bit of retail therapy, head over to, again tqrshop.myspreadshop.com did, 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 you, nice. did you like that did you like that that was awesome that was very good yeah <laughs> oh man and you know what else is awesome what we got another elc signing yeah i'm doing the same it's a good one today. too i'm doing the same yeah today. you're hitting it <laughs> I don't know. Do you just want me to go for it now? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're killing it. it over. It. It. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so the Ducks have signed uh, goaltender Callie Klang to a three-year entry-level contract that begins next season, the 22-23 season. Uh, Callie Klang, of course, was part of the trade that sent Ricard Raquel to the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, in exchange for Zach Aston-Reese, uh, Dominic Simone, a second-round selection in the upcoming uh, NHL draft, as well as Callie Klang himself. Uh, Klang himself recently was playing in the SHL, the Swedish Hockey League, um, and helped uh, his team, uh, Rogel, win the Champions Hockey League this year, actually posting a 5-1-0 nice. record in the competition. And his regular season stats in the SHL uh, in 17 games went 10-5-0 with a shutout. A 2.28 goals against average and a 9.15 save percentage. Not bad for a 19-year-old in a league in like the top league in Sweden. In a men's league, yeah, yeah exactly. Not a junior and, league, a men's. And, league. and we were talking a couple weeks ago, right? Like of who we were a little bit more, uh, like who could have a bit more potential between uh, Clang and um, uh, prospect out of Kootenai. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, Oh yeah. Oh, what's his name? <laughs> but but that's uh, but that's that's part why I said Clang, right? Is because like he's he's been playing with men now, I think, for this is the second season in the SHL, right? So he's 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 got that experience, right? Like taking those kind of shots and that style yeah. and speed of play, right? Which it's very different from junior hockey. 
uh, for sure. So, uh, yeah, yeah, Callie Klang was drafted by Pittsburgh in the third round, 77th overall in the 2020 NHL draft. Uh, draft, And he was actually named uh, Hockey All... Oh, God, I'm going to butcher this. I apologize to anybody who's Swedish. Uh, hockey <laughs> All Fence Gun? I, I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, it's Swedish. It's, it's it's Sweden's second division. Uh, best junior in 2021, uh, appearing in 32 games, uh, posting a 13-19-0 record, it says here, uh, with a 246 goals against and a 919 save percentage. So the 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 record is not necessarily a reflection on his play right it's the save percentage yeah. and, and that sort of thing there so um and i'm hoping that we get to see a little bit more of clang with uh i guess it's, it's not really north american ice it's kind of it, it's kind of a midway point i guess with the world juniors is it normally it's not <laughs> olympic it's not olympic size ice normally i'm trying to remember it, honestly no well it depends on where they play right because yeah. like if they're playing in Edmonton like they are, then it's NHL-sized ice. But I think when they play overseas, they play on international. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. I believe. Yeah, so he was on Sweden's roster for 2021 as well as 2022. So I'm hoping he comes back to that roster this year. Um, it'd be mm-hmm. great yeah, to, I'd see love to see bit, him get a shot. Yeah, see a little bit more of him. And uh, potentially, you know, if he comes over to San Diego uh, this year, right, that'll be a nice little window before he makes the jump over here. Uh, yeah. He also helped Sweden earn medals at the 2019 uh, World U18 Championship, where they got a gold, and uh, the 2019 U17 champ, uh, Hockey Challenge, uh, where Sweden got bronze. So he's got some hardware already in uh, in, in his uh, trophy case there. So he's looking to uh, to come to Anaheim and uh, help deliver some more hardware. So hopefully a Stanley Cup in the future. So. Yeah, hopefully. Um, that prospect in Winnipeg you were talking about is uh, Gage Alexander. Yes. That, that's, right. that's who right. we were talking about. Was yeah. that, I think it was last week. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago. Or a couple I weeks ago. I think, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, but yeah, we were, you're right. We were talking about those two. Yeah, yeah, I totally forgot about that, actually. So, yeah, no, great signing. Good to lock him up. I'm, uh, I, I doubt we'll see him next year like you know barring like significant injuries to our goaltending but um, yeah I, I definitely expect to see him you know two three years down the line kind of like on the, the back end of this contract so do you mean like in it, anaheim or in san diego or like in, in north in america anaheim. at least in anaheim oh okay in anaheim yeah 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 because yeah, he'll play wondering... next year in san diego probably right yeah i i i think i'm not really sure I'm kind I don't of know if he's curious. only 19. I don't know. Yeah. But he's also not he he would be able to, right? Because of the CHL. Like he, he's not part yeah. of those CHL rules and that kind of thing that we were talking about last episode. Yeah. So yeah. he'd be able yeah. to do that. Um Yeah, I I just mean like I, I don't know if they the gulls themselves would bring in a 19-year-old goaltender just to sit on the bench. I guess he'll be 20 next year, but like given an, the goaltenders that we do have in the system, like I, I think it would be more beneficial to give him another year in Sweden um, and then potentially bring yeah. him over in two years to play in the AHL. Yeah, I mean, if you want to compare it to uh, another European goalie in the system and Lucas Dostal, who's only mm-hmm. 21, he's about to turn 22 uh, next month. That, okay. it, it wouldn't be too far off of like that kind of projection, right? Or that kind of trajectory um, in yeah. terms of like how he's coming in or that. Uh, I know it's raised a couple of questions on social media of, okay, we're bringing in another 
pretty decent looking goldie prospects like which that's awesome that happens all the time but it's like okay we're really starting to stock up again on our goaltenders Mm -hmm. is and it's starting to raise some questions which we already had some potentially on john gibson this summer or even anthony stolarz right is somebody potentially getting moved here to make room for some of these guys so it'll yeah. be interesting to I see mean, what happens. I don't think I, I personally don't think we're going to be seeing a John Gibson move this year. If he does feel free to come back to this episode, grab that <laughs> little screenshot and blast me on social media for it. I have no issue with that. I don't think it's mm-hmm. going to be happening though. Um, yeah. John Gibson is just such an integral part to this team. And I don't really know unless you're like certain that Dostal can do it next year, right? Like do like a tandem of Stellars and mm. Dostal next year. I don't think you're risking that, honestly. No, unless you're getting you, a goalie in proof, return. Right? Yeah, there, there's yeah. not enough proof yet. So if, if, if Stellars had come in and played 20 games this season and we kind of knew what we were getting from him, then like, okay, maybe we could see him in a starting role. But we've seen him, what, two? He started like two games, I think, this season. Oh, Dostal. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Stellars. I'm like, he started a lot no, more no, no. than two games. No, no, yeah, no, Dostal. Yeah, yeah. If um, I said Stellars, I apologize, but yeah, Dostal. Yeah, I think it was it was two or three. I'm just trying to double check here, actually. Um, yeah, but like, yeah, you just don't know what you're getting with him, and like, I, I'm not concerned about us stocking up on goalies. Like, at at the age that they are, like, it's a coin flip of if they're going to be an NHL caliber goalie or not like it's just too early to tell so like this is what a lot of teams do is they stock up on the goaltending prospects because yeah when these guys are going to be ready in likely we'll say five years minimum john gibson is going to be kind of on on the downward trend well no i guess he's only 25 isn't he gibson 26 uh it's 28 i believe is he damn yeah (laughs) because <laughs> you know remember I, he I was, was thinking on... back to like when we first started right and i was like oh yeah when we first started he was like 25 26 and then so yeah. in my mind he's like um he's like ash from pokemon just like doesn't age he doesn't ever. age or like yeah. bart simpson it's just like you're always the same age <laughs> uh july 14th 1993 so he is 28 years old uh in two months okay. he'll be 29 so yeah remember he was part of that uh that team north america team that was under 23 right so yeah. And that was in 2016, which was six years ago now. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, so, like, when when these guys are just entering their prime, 24, 25, John Gibson's going to be 33 years old. So it's kind of that perfect transition point. Like, okay, we mm-hmm. are having to rely less on John Gibson. And, I mean, it's still very possible he could be a stud at 33. I'm not saying he's, like, kick him to the curb. You're 33-year-old. Oh, I mean, the, the Vesna right? winner is, like, nearing his 40s, like, right? Yeah, the current, yeah, the current exactly. Vesna winner. So, which, fun fact, right, that but jersey's it, supposed to be in this week for me. Woo! I'm excited nice. for that. That's good. <laughs> but that might be the point where, you know, John Gibson can't handle 60, 70 games in a season anymore. So it's like, okay, yeah. I can only play 40. Otherwise, I'm either too tired for the playoffs or I get injured. So we need someone else. Oh, look it. We've got this nice young goalie in Lucas Dostal or Callie Klang or Gage Alexander that yeah. can come in and play the other 40 games. Man, the Ducks do like the Ducks scouting does not miss very often on goaltenders over the last, no, like absolutely not. Al- almost the entire duration of the club's existence. Right. Like mm-hmm. 
like think of how lucky the ducks have gotten just in the 21st century alone we'll take out like the first i am getting a call my bad there we go um <laughs> I'll, I'll have to text him here in a second and say i'll call back later um what was I saying now? Oh yeah, we'll t- we'll take out like the '90s for the Ducks, right? And like we'll just go from uh, say like 2000 on, right? J.S. Shiger is traded to the Anaheim Ducks from the Calgary Flames, um, so we have Shiger for quite a while, right? Yeah. And then you bring in uh, I'm trying to I, I hope I have this right in my head, uh, kind of timeline and whatnot. Then you bring in uh, this young guy by the name of Jonas Hiller, does fairly well for the Ducks for a number of years. And then you get lucky with not one, but two young goalies who are playing really awesome and fighting Hiller for spots so much that you have to move Hiller to the Calgary Flames as well as a thank you to J.S. Shiger. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and and then you even have to choose between those two. Like, who, who are you going to keep around? Because that's the time still of starters and backups, right? And you're not making one of those guys yeah. a backup goaltender. So you ship out Freddie Anderson keeping John Gibson. Uh, with you at a very young age, proving that he can start like being a starting goaltender in the NHL, which again, like you're you're prime and when goalies are normally starting to enter the league is like mid to later twenties. So Gibson like has years above some of his peers that are this like around the same age as him, right? Like yeah. the Ducks have not missed over the last while with goaltenders they're mm-hmm. they're bringing in like they're they're scouting or they're drafting or that kind of thing. So it's been uh, yeah. as a as a as a goalie enjoyer myself. It's uh, it's very pleasing to see. So this th- this these kind of moves of like Gage Alexander uh, trading for a great prospect in Cali Klang, uh, a great goaltender in Lucas Dostal drafting him. Right, like this is just it, it mm-hmm. it's it's very nice to see. So. Yeah, for sure. I, I just looked up the Ducks goalie timeline to see if you missed anybody. And generally, like, you, you hit, like, all the big ones anyways. So um, Sweet. So nicely done. But <laughs> I was just taking a look. And in 2013-14, we had four goalies play. Um, Jonas Hiller and Freddie Anderson, obviously, were the two. Um, but then, but they only played 78 games. Um, is that right? Yeah, 78. Um so, so there's still four games, well, four, ga- there. four games unaccounted for, but there's it doesn't add up because you know goalies get pulled and stuff like that. So yeah, um, so one goalie played five games for us, and another goalie played three games in that series. So in addition to having Hiller and Anderson, we also had Victor Fast and John <laughs> Gibson play games for us that season. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> and, Victor, and Victor Fast kind of went around a couple different teams as well in his career but like he did yeah still was a guy that was yeah. able to get nhl uh play time right um yeah I'm exactly just to pull up his stats actually here we go that 13 14 season didn't the ducks just like go off wasn't that like a solid year for the ducks uh i know it was a good year for yeah. scoring for sure um, it was a good year for Ducks scoring too. They had a 54, 20, and 8 record, 116 points, finished cool. first in the Pacific Division. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Um, oh, okay, Victor Victor Foss actually wasn't around as long as I thought he was. Okay. Uh, yeah, no? 25 games in the 12 13 season with Anaheim, five games in the 13 14, then goes to Edmonton in the third for the 13 14 season, um, presumably at the trade deadline, plays seven games there. 
and then the 14-15 season, which led to the Oilers getting Connor McDavid, played 16 games, started 24 of those, had a 6-15-3 record. And a and and actually not even a career low save percentage of 0.888. His career low was in Damn. those five <laughs> games the season before with Anaheim at 0.85. So I guess the season together, because yeah. it, it's an 885. And then in Edmonton at mm-hmm. nine fourteen in those seven games. Oh, okay. So where he had a lot more of an even record, but obviously a lot smaller sample size of a three three and one record in seven games. So yeah. Um, I, I also just wanted to shout out the Ducks goaltenders for fifteen sixteen. We had Freddie Anderson, John Gibson, and Anton Hudobin. <laughs> right, I forgot Hudobin was in that high for a bit. Yeah. Because, like, I primarily yeah, remember right. him from, like, Boston, Carolina, and Dallas, obviously. That's where I primarily yeah, exactly. remember him from. Yeah, so. he played he, he played nine games for us. That's it. A 3-3 three and three record, um, 2.69 goals against average, and a 909 save percentage, one shutout. So, like, fairly average numbers. Yeah. But, yeah, only those nine games. Could you imagine if we kept him around? Jesus. <laughs> See, like he just he just popped off really, I think, at the right time. He was primarily a backup yeah. goalie, but he just popped off at the right time for Dallas that year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so anyways, right. that's the Ducks goaltending rabbit hole we fall down every couple months, it seems. <laughs> uh let's jump ahead and talk about Mason McTavish. Uh he's been popping a guy off that you too. just Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you you said off air you're super excited to see him in yeah. Uh, Ducks uniform in the very near future but uh, as of right now he's in a Hamilton Bulldogs uniform uh, and he's just casually put up 12 points in six games in the OHL playoffs it's nothing yeah Um, I believe eight eight goals yeah eight goals four assists in that time (laughs) as well as 14 penalty minutes so you know he's uh he's doing it all he's doing it he is the all-round player (laughs) yeah (laughs) he he is the Hamilton Bulldogs and remember, he got traded to Hamilton this season too, because they want because they're making yeah. a push for the Memorial Cup, right? The national championship in Canada here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they they're currently in the second round. They swept whoever they played um, Jeez. in the first round. Um, where is it here? Uh, PBO. Who's that? Oh, Peterborough. Yeah, Isn't Peterborough. that where it came from, yeah. Peterborough? Yeah, it is. Peterborough beats, yep, 100% is okay, where it yeah, came so from. They, that's hilarious. Oh, no, wait, they didn't. Oh, wait. Oh, no, I'm reading it wrong. Cause, yeah, because they, they switched the home and away, obviously, yep. at game three. So, oh, yeah, it wasn't even close. 5-2, 5-2, 7-2, 7-3. Oh, geez. Now, imagine being Peterborough. You're like, yeah, we're not really probably going to do much. We have this great prospect. We can get some stuff back. Um or not a great prospect, sorry. Like this great player who's a prospect to the NHL yeah. already and whatnot. And we're we're gonna trade him here. And then you make the playoffs, kind of maybe by accident, and you go, shit, we gotta play the guy that we just traded. And we know yeah. he's gonna <laughs> kick our ass alone. <laughs> like, let alone yeah. the rest of the team. <laughs> yeah, right. I I think that if I recall correctly, like the Pete's were like the last seed. And Hamilton, oh, or not Hamilton. Like, just, the, uh, like yeah, just got in. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No, it is Hamilton. Sorry. Um, uh, wait, no, this isn't what I want. I don't want the brackets. I want the 
regular season. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hamilton was very first in the whole oh, league. Yeah. They had 107. They, they had 107 points. The next closest team had 95. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So and, yeah. And then, yeah. And Peterborough squeaked in with 64 points. So like, it's just it's not even close. Like they so had a losing many, record. So how many games did, how many games does like the OHL play? Like how like at the end of the season, how many how many did Hamilton have? Sixty-eight. Sixty-eight. So Mason McTavish only played twenty-four of those games for the Hamilton Bulldogs, where he put up forty points. Jesus. <laughs> and then he only played five for Peterborough before that. And then he was splitting time oh, between right, Anaheim, yeah. San Diego, uh, the World Junior Canada team. And the Olympic Canada team. <laughs> yeah. He's a busy Jeez. guy. Very busy guy. So, and hopefully starting next year, he's consistently wearing just one jersey. So. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be nice for sure. Would be nice. So, yeah, we'll continue to follow them because I think they <laughs> will we'll have a lot to talk about Bulldogs wise. I think they're currently up 2 nothing against uh, Mississauga, I think is who they're playing in the uh, okay. second round. Um. Yes, the Mississauga Steelheads. Yeah, they're up two nothing. Game Tuesday, then Friday. So, honestly, wouldn't be surprised if that was a sweep too. Um, both of those games were four two finals mm. for Hamilton. So, um. So yeah, that's uh. We'll, we'll hopefully have a lot more points to talk about. But yeah, yeah, very good stuff. Um, I was gonna say before. Uh, I was gonna say before we talk about sweeps, do we want to? Give a shout out to our friends at DraftKings. Um, I was, uh, yeah, sure, yeah, let's do that. Okay, yeah, go for it. Because I keep running out of time. Another live ad read, or I guess as close to live as Sunday coming on Monday uh, episodes are. So, hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. It's the equivalent of like your Starbucks coffee that has way too much caramel drizzle on top of it. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings' same game parlays, you can do just that. There you go. I didn't mess it up that time. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. Again, that's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the, NH- of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I think it's hilarious that the part that tripped you up most was three letters. NHL. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why it did. I, I, I feel like we, we've been talking about all these different leagues, the SHL, the OHL, the WHL, and I'm just like, did I say NH? Like NHL, yeah. <laughs> but I got the rest. belt on the with DraftKings. You can bet on the KMJHL. <laughs> That's I it. That's if the you only can, one. Actually, 
or the or the QMJHL, I think you mean. He said K. <laughs> Did I say K? I'm, in my mind, I was thinking both KHL and the Q. So yeah, yeah. I probably I was did gonna say, say like the Continental Major <laughs> Junior Hockey League. I'm kind of curious <laughs> yeah. if that's a thing now. Actually, KMJHL is is that what the K stands for in KHL? Continental. Yeah. Oh, I actually didn't know that. I always just assumed it was like how they say Russia in <laughs> Russian. No, Continental Hockey League. So because it does almost span an entire continent, right? Because you have, um, oh, I guess you have a uh, you have a team in China. Um, obviously, the majority in Russia, uh, Belarus, and Kazakhstan. And you did have one in um, oh, where were they from? I can think of the team. But uh, there's a team that just left uh, due to um, the war going on in uh, the Ukraine right now. So um, I forget I forget who the team was off the top of my head and where they were. But uh, very close proximity. So, Hmm. but so yeah, they do span like literally the continent of a a good chunk of Asia. So yeah, with DraftKings, you can actually bet on the Swedish league. Oh, Um, sweet. Yeah, yeah. It just looks like that in the NHL, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> Swede, Swede yeah. man. <laughs> oh man! So all yeah, right, no, that's cool. I, I I never bothered to look if you could because like I don't know enough about those leagues to to try to bet on them. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. That's cool. I feel, that's I feel cool like though. you'd have to do it like midway through the season, and you can like take a look at the standings. And stuff yeah, like that. You have a better that. idea. Yeah exactly. yeah, exactly. So, um, okay. So I was using the for my just going off with the segues here on this episode, uh, talking about uh, sweeps. Does Colorado sweep Nashville tomorrow night, like Monday night? They're up three nothing in the mm-hmm. series. I I mean, I, I still never like predicting sweeps, but like if you look at it as just one game, like oh, Colorado's playing Nashville. Like, odds are, like, I'm not putting money down on Nashville, you know? Like, Thanos is looking at this game and going, now that is inevitable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it it wouldn't surprise me, but it also wouldn't surprise me if Nashville was like, we're not getting swept, you know? And Connor yeah. Ingram's been pretty solid for well, He's them. been great um, for Nashville, absolutely. So... Uh, if they were to win, it would be because he steals them the game. It's just whenever he's putting on a phenomenal effort, it seems that Nashville just like can't get him a goal, you know? Like there was that 2-1 yeah. game like where he let in one goal like early in the first and then made like, you know, 40-some straight saves to get them to overtime. And then like like that's the the one game I feel like Nashville could have won and they didn't. So you know what? I, I am actually going to say that th- they had their one chance to win the one game, and yeah, they blew it. I think so, and and now the Avalanche are like, "Okay, we 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 gave them one. We tried. We we tried. We went to overtime, and then you know McKinnon or McCarr, whoever scored the goal, was like, you know what? I'm hungry. Let's let's get yeah, out of here. <laughs> let's get out of here. <laughs> I just want to read off the scores for the three games so far. Seven two for game one. Two one in overtime. For game two. And then 7-3 for game three. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm no mathematician, but I'm pretty sure 
that uh, seven plus two equals nine, plus another seven yes. is fourteen. No, Close. I'm. Yeah, I was, no, I was thinking seven plus seven is fourteen. Sixteen. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I am tired. Like I said, <laughs> you got there. But 16 yeah. goals in three games. I know we're talking about the Colorado Avalanche here, but sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot curious. of scoring. You know, if uh, if you want the over for this game on DraftKings Sportsbook for, for Colorado and Nashville is only set at 6.5. Oh. That and, and and the odds are minus one fifteen. The odds are minus one fifteen. Let me say so. Like, if I'm thinking of this right, you put down one hundred and fifteen, you get a hundred back, or two hundred and fifteen back technically. So, so not great, but you know. So it's actually it's, uh, it, it's in favor technically of scoring more, more than seven goals, like for yeah. the entire game, like Nashville and Colorado combined. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, because the under now, okay, is now what, yeah, what's the under? minus 105. The, the under 6.5 is minus 105. Oh, oh wait, so no. they're they're so they're, they're pretty similar. So so actually okay. the favorite is the favorite's still um, the over because it's Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> then minuses really screw me up. Like I really have to like sit down with a, like a piece of paper or an Excel spreadsheet and be like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> Oh, see, like it, it's the minuses that I just like put in a, like a dollar amount and just see like what the return would be. So it's like, oh, okay, I put a dollar yeah. here. Oh, okay, it only bumps it up by like eighty cents. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So. So. Yeah, I mean, like in all the other series, it's like, um, there, there's like a clear favorite, like a plus one hundred and like a like a minus one twenty. But in that one, it's like, you know what? It it could go either way. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, I don't know. Yeah, what other... I, I just thought it was interesting that the over was set at six point five because, like, Colorado could do that by themselves. Yeah. So I thought the stupid me. I thought the Hurricanes were actually up three nothing in the series. I didn't really realize that Boston won Game Three and now won Game Four today. Mm-hmm. So that series is tied at two. So that's a lot closer than I thought it was. I put down. Yeah, I was I... like, well, the Hurricanes are going to sweep today. I put that down. Lost that bet by like one in the afternoon for like our time, and I'm just like, oh, okay. But then I saw, I was like, <laughs> like I saw it like tied two two, and I was like, I think the NHL app has it wrong. And then I'm like, oh no, I have it wrong. Okay, I thought they were up three nothing. Yeah, yeah, you very much do. <laughs> that that surprised me. I honestly thought Carolina was going to run away with this series, especially given I, I was like their regular why? season track record and be already was, being up two nothing. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, like, I, I was thinking five two. Yeah, five so. Yeah, but, if I not mean, four, it, but it's. I mean, it it's is going the Bruins now. Yeah, it is the Bruins, right? So like, they're not gonna, they're not gonna go quietly by any means. So no, that'll definitely be no, definitely. a series still to watch. Um, St. Mm-hmm. Louis and Minnesota are now tied at two as well after the Blues won uh, today five two. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's been a like when I've been able to catch clips of that game or that or like that series. That's been fun. Um, as yeah, well. absolutely. That's like you. You want to talk about Western Conference style hockey of like big body but high skill? It's a hundred percent those two teams. I think that yeah, that is like a Western Conference general manager's wet dream right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> those, those two teams going. But on. you know, every general manager is watching this series as well because they're like Minnesota is about to be cap crunched, 
And oh, yeah. there's a lot of players that could potentially get swung our way kind of deal. So like guys like Kevin Fiala mm, yeah. and like I'm, you're yeah, you're looking around here, like, like GMs are licking their chops, looking at the Minnesota yeah. Wilds roster because the the yeah. Suter and Parise buyouts get like massively jumped next year. I believe it's twelve million each, if I'm not mistaken. I'm just gonna double check that on cap friendly right now. But and then that's I think for the one year, and then it bumps up again to fourteen each. I'm just gonna double check that here. I know we've talked about it before. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember what it is, but it's it's big numbers, <laughs> anyways. Uh, oh, sorry, not each. My apologies. Um, but next year it jumps to combined uh, twelve point seven million, and then the year after that, for the next two years, so the 24-25 season, it's at fourteen point seven million dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that they'll just have taken that's, off their cap. <laughs> that's a lot of dead cap, man. Like That's the amazing. Minnesota Wild are going to be playing like a decade ago salary cap hockey, pretty much. Like, yeah, and like, so sorry. What did you say? It was fourteen point what? Uh, fourteen point seven four three five eight eight. I'm just going to go seven four three. And then what's yeah. Kaprizov's contract? Is it nine or nine and a half? Oh God, Kaprizov is nine flat. Just nine. And, so, yeah, until 2526, which fun fact, those buyouts still will not be done yet. But that year, oh, no, absolutely, it not. will drop down to 1.66. <laughs> so, in in that year that you were talking about there, just Kaprizov and the dead cap counts for 28% of the salary cap. Yikes! You also have Matt Zuccarello, who's going to be in the last year of a six million dollar contract that year, like six million being made that year. Mm-hmm. So, but I wonder yeah, if they're, they, they're in a tough position. I wonder if they try to do something before that. He has a no move clause, but he is thirty four right now. So I kind of wonder. Like currently, yeah. Kirill Kaprizov, going back to that, is making eleven percent of the Minnesota Wild salary cap. Damn. currently so yeah that's no, wild um yeah and i no, forgot a, and i forgot that excited. You, yeah sorry yeah go ahead oh yeah i was just gonna say like this series i'm very excited to watch as it gets to game six and seven because yeah. I, I fully expect it to go to seven games so it just sucks that uh, one of these teams has to get knocked down in the first round it'd be so much better if it yeah, was the right? second round right <laughs> yeah yeah, exactly. But I mean, the I, I second still, round's still going to yeah. be good too because, like, one of those teams is going to play Colorado, most likely. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll knock on wood, but like, yeah, that's that, no, that's going to be another. They would. Big... They would. No, well, unless the Predators come back, is what I mean. Oh, pfft. come on, dude, that's not happening. That, that that's no, one just... that's one what if that we no. do not need to worry about whatsoever. No, I'm just saying that it's not guaranteed yet. Like, <laughs> it's it's all but guaranteed. But like. Yeah. I'm just saying so that people aren't like, what the fuck? They won the series already? It's as I mean, close like, to I wouldn't be surprised if Nashville forfeit, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's going to be another good series. Like, I- I'll take either one of those teams against Colorado because that's going to be another good seven game, just like heavy tilt. Oh, yeah, 100%. I kind of wonder though, you're saying seven games. I'm kind of wondering, honestly, if it's four or five. Because you're gonna have these two teams 
bang each other up and Colorado's going to be like we've had the last week off just resting, healing, practicing, getting ready for either of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like See, Colorado's I, yeah. terrifying if they're doing anything within 5 games. So Yeah. I think I mean I think it's going to be pretty like like whoever makes it to that second round like yeah they're going to be beaten up but they're going to kind of be rejuvenated I think when they're like okay game 1 against Colorado like let's get into it. Yeah. So uh, yeah I, I think either one of those teams are going to show up and like there might be some you know tired legs at the end of like the game or you know game 3 might be a, a rough one. Yeah. Or or something like just because it's been so many games in a row but yeah I I fully expect that to be another good series. Yeah. No matter how long it goes. So Yeah, hundred um, percent. I don't know. Are there yeah, any other series that? like specifically you wanna like dive into or that? Um well, we've talked about all the ones that happened. Oh no, we haven't talked. Well, no. You're you're kinda jumping around. I see. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm jumping around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um let's do uh oh, we did Colorado Nashville, Minnesota St. Louis, Carolina Boston. Uh, we could talk about um Let, let's pick one Leafs more Leafs and Lightning. Leafs and Lightning, sure. Yeah, because that's a uh, yeah that one that that got tied up today with what was the final like seven six, three three right seven three right seven, yeah, three. I forgot there was the empty net there. Um, yeah, I mean the Lightning <laughs> the came ready to play. Empty net. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like you, you rarely hear that, right? Like down three goals and you pull yeah. the goalie, but I mean, why not? Um, why not yeah that was like it, it was kind of I, I didn't see much of game one in that series but game four was kind of just like the reverse of that it was just tampa the lightning being control. like you know what we're the fucking tampa bay lightning like yeah you, you guys are gonna learn today whereas game one was like <laughs> we're the toronto maple Leafs. you're gonna learn today so it, it like i think it just really shows how balanced this series is like you can have those close games you can have those blowouts but like it's equal on both sides. A hundred percent. And especially the fact that both these teams like split at home, right. Or on the road, however you want to yeah. look at it. Like this is going to be a fun series. And I think this is one of the few that I had going. I think I only had one. I think this was actually the only series I had going to seven games. So oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I think everything I think else probably like, I think everything else I had in six. One, I think two or three. I had in five. So, oh wow! I, I think I had most of my the series going to seven. I had Wild and Blues, um, Leafs and Lightning, Panthers and Capitals, and the Rangers and Penguins. So yeah, I had four of the eight going to seven. Hmm. I don't know. I, I just like seven game series, so I think I'm a little. That's biased. fair. It, it's <laughs> it's fun, right? I, I, it it, it all comes down to game one seven. game. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I don't care who's in a game seven. Like if there's a game seven on, I'm, I'm. Watching You're watching, it. yeah, hundred percent. So because yeah. you know that's gonna just be all out like warfare almost. So yeah, it, it could be like, I, you know what? I'm not gonna say that because I don't want it. <laughs> I, I don't want it to happen. Oh, Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I, basically, I was gonna pick two teams that I, I, I absolutely hate, and they're two yeah, it's not gonna the two favorite teams, and I'm like. I, I can't I can't say that that is going to be a series and going to go to seven games. I, I don't yeah. want to put that out into the universe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. 
All right. Uh, I mean, I know that's only like half the playoff series going, but uh, we are yeah. going to try to keep this episode a little bit shorter considering the last one was two hours. So um, yeah, we'll, I, we'll get into I, I more obviously as we like, we get to Wednesday's live episode and that kind of thing. So, cause there'll potentially yeah. be some series wrapped up at that point as well. Um, yeah. Nashville, please don't yeah, mess that up for us, but <laughs> please lose. <laughs> um, I, I don't really care to talk about Florida, Washington and, New York, Pittsburgh. But do you want to talk about um, the Calgary and Edmonton series just very briefly? We we can, sure. You can start off because I'm going to be very short okay. with the Flames one because I don't overly want to talk about it too much, to be honest with you. I can give you the... Oh, what I the, do. <laughs> I can tell you right away that, like just what the Flames need to do. But yeah, let's talk about Edmonton, uh, LA quickly. Okay. Um, just just well, a heads up to everybody listening. As we're recording right now, it's the end of the second period and the Kings are up 2 nothing. Just to give you an idea of where we're at uh, as we're yeah. recording here. So we'll, we'll have to see if, if things change or whatnot. So Yeah. Well, I mostly want to talk about games two and three. And I mean, we've already talked about game one, so it doesn't make sense. You want to talk about game two and three because the Oilers just lit up the Kings. (laughs) Absolutely. Just demolished them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really all I have to say. But like the depth scoring, the five on five scoring, the shorthanded goal, there was power play goals. Like it was it was everything that I wanted to see for the last like three years. Well, and, and, and it was all in two short games. Yeah. So. And it's kind of what I was talking to you about as well. Like my thoughts on this series, like how it could go, right? Of like, if uh, the Kings with Kopitar and Deneau and Jonathan Quick's goaltending can shut down, you know, those main producers of McDavid and Dreisaitl, right? Then the Kings will have a lot easier of a time. But if the depth yes. soaring starts to come out and they're able to get around that, oh, we only have to shut down like two guys pretty much then this could be mm-hmm. the Oilers series. So um, I haven't really yeah. seen a whole lot of, uh, I haven't actually seen any of uh, game four here, but uh, I don't really know what's going on. It looks like they're it, it, from, just looking from it, like shots and whatnot. I mm-hmm. would assume that the Kings are being successful right now in their shutdown style, Yeah, but they're, they're playing their type of game for sure. They, it, it was just kind of like, a good puck battle game for the first bit, but then as soon as the Kings went up, they started to really lock down defensively, which mm-hmm. is what you do. You get the lead, and then you play the boring hockey. Like that's what the Kings do. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I expect things to open up in the third, but uh, yeah, oh, I want things to open up yeah. in the third. But uh, you know, it's the way that they're playing. Like this is like what LA is known for so i i would kind of expect them to um to keep it close so mm-hmm. without jinxing my team too much um but did you hear what uh what todd mcclellan coach of the kings said um for his post game after game three uh no i didn't but i'm kind of curious because he also did coach the oilers just a couple of years ago yeah it's it's hilarious I'm, I'm gonna play it real quick because it's very it's very it's just a short little piece but okay. um let me make sure my volume's up. And You know what? We can do this really quick tonight. I can summarize it all up for you. We can all go home. Um, we weren't any good. We're really disappointed. We got trapped playing their game. You can ask me about individuals. I'll give you the same answer for all of them. They weren't any good. And we have to regroup tomorrow. Grunny didn't play because he had an injury. Anybody have anything else? Good night. <laughs> nobody, 
Nobody dares ask another question after that. Anybody have anything else? You, you obviously couldn't see the video, but his face is like, if anybody else asks me a fucking question, I will, I will lose it. Your, yeah. I will rip your tongue out and shove it up your ass. Like, <laughs> Oh, man. Todd McClellan and Daryl Sutter being the kings of uh, very concise answers and just not wasting yeah. anybody's time. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I just wanted to shout out World Hockey Report for posting that another show on the Hockey Podcast Network here. So um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm sure there was uh, other versions of the clip available, but that was the one that made it to the Edmonton Oilers subreddit. So <laughs> it's pretty cool. Hockey there Podcast Net- Network gets around. Um, it does, yeah. Flames in Dallas. I what the fuck? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm curious about your thoughts because I there's nothing more that I about the playoffs that I love than lurking in the evenings in the Calgary Flames subreddit. Not trolling because like I'm not that type of person, but just going and being like, how like on edge is this entire fan base? Oh, the fan base is dude, it there there is no <laughs> there is no balancing act of the Calgary Flames fan base. It's either at an all-time low like all-time high or at an all-time low. Like I like I'm reading through a plot like replies and whatnot. Like it's after like the second period where the game is tied and like people are in the comments like on Twitter and whatnot, which obviously like Twitter doesn't you know, encapsulate an entire fan base or that, but it gives you like a decent idea. I feel like for the most part, considering how many flames fans are on Twitter that I see and whatnot. And it's just like, mm-hmm. like it's tied going into the third period of game three in a series that at the time was tied one, one and people are just like, yeah, series is over. Dallas takes it. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys talking about here? Yeah. And like, even <laughs> after the game, there was even more of that. And I'm like, it's two, one. Like, yes, they only have two games to win. I get that. They're halfway to winning the series, but it's only game three of potentially seven games. Like, let's tone it yeah. down here a second. That being said, I, though, I'm glad that you're like a little bit more reasonable than most Flames fans, but I'm I cautious, do enjoy seeing I'm the, the lows. Op- I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic still about the Flames. I feel like this is a team that's still built for it. However, they got to fucking play like it if they're going to if they're going to get past Dallas, which everybody, and I mean, everybody Sportsnet, ESPN, TNT, doesn't matter what broadcast like you're on or that everybody picked the flames to win this series. I didn't see one person pick Dallas. This could be the biggest upset. Actually, I feel like even more, well, maybe not even more so than if Nashville did it over Colorado, but that, I mean, that's also not even a, a possibility, right? I don't think. Um, <laughs> well, never like, know, but <laughs> like, come on, the, the, the Nashville Predators are not pulling out four straight with, with uh, a third no, string I, goal. I, I, highly, right? I, I highly doubt it, but like, you never know. You never you, know. You just never know. But it's like, okay, it's it's game three. But at the same time, what I've seen over the last two games from the Calgary Flames is they're being forced to take shots more from the back, right, by the blue line and whatnot. They're not getting into the slot. They're kind of pulling in Anaheim Ducks here a bit. But they're being forced to. But that being said, though, you can still work with that if you generate traffic up front. There has been very little. It's been as, about as barren as the number two highway coming from Calgary at two in the morning. Like it is just, uh, just there's just nothing going there. Uh, Jake Ottinger has been playing fantastic hockey. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. it's also a little bit easier when you have nothing in front of you stopping a shot from the blue line. So 
Yeah. If the Flames want to come back into this series, like Monday night's game is a must win for them, I feel like. And I don't know, like Johnny Gaudreau had talked about, uh, you know, just the the mentality of the team going into twenty nine the twenty nineteen playoffs um, against the Colorado Avalanche, and then it, it almost feels like it could line up actually with the bubble where the Calgary Flames played the Dallas Stars as well, thinking that like mm-hmm. everybody thinking, hey, like they should they should win, right? And then Dallas beats them and goes on to the Cup Finals right against Tampa. Um, but yeah. you know, he was talking about we had a we had a bad mindset going into that of you know, oh, just like we were like pretty much like top shit. And they're like, we got yeah. it. Like we, we changed that. Right. And we're, we're keeping a strong mentality going into that. Right. This is really going to be a test of that, I think. Mm-hmm. And they have to win Monday night's game. I feel like, or it, it could be done. I feel like, which really sucks. So, because this yeah. is a team that yeah. should <laughs> go far. And I was even, I, I'm, I am on record on like flames unfiltered and on Twitter and whatnot, uh, saying that, I would have actually preferred... Now, mind you, this was also before UC Saros got hurt. But I was saying, I would actually prefer to play the Dallas... Like, for the Calgary Flames to play the Dallas Stars because you have to worry mm-hmm. about their top line and Jay Cottinger. But the rest of it should be fine, right? Yeah. And the Dallas Stars are playing a lot more of a complete game all around than the Calgary Flames are. It's not good. So... Yeah, like, even though their their second, third, and fourth lines aren't, you know, phenomenal and, like, doing a bunch of fancy yeah. stuff, they're they're not bleeding chances either. Like they, they're basically just kind of like, it's not keep away, but like they're, they're either keep playing keep away or they're like, okay, let's just keep the shots to the outside and then, yeah. okay, first line's on the ice. Okay, let's go. Yeah. And that's it. That's, the, that's all. Oh, I, I forget. And who, Jake Ottinger as well. Yeah. You're, you're right. He's been awesome. I was listening to like two or three different podcasts today. So I don't remember what, like who said it or that, but they were basically saying like, the Dallas Stars are out Daryl Suttering, Daryl Sutter in the Calgary Flames. Yeah. And from a Flames perspective, that's annoying as fuck, and they got to stop that. <laughs> or you got to learn to play around that if you want any chance of... Because like this is a team that should be going deep, realistically, right? Like, from, mm-hmm. an, obje- from an objective perspective, right? Like, removing myself from the yeah. equation, right, of being a Flames fan, this Calgary Flames team should be a team that goes far into the playoffs, right? Yeah. I mean, look at the stats. Like where they yeah. finished in the standings, exactly. They had forty, like, or, yeah, three forty goal, score. goal scorers. Yeah, I almost yeah. said forty-three goal scorers, and I was like, "That's not right." <laughs> <laughs> three forty goal scorers. That's and a lot Mark of players. Had nine. Mark Spread nine shutouts. Ten if you include game one. Yeah. Like, in what world does that team lose out in the first round? Yeah. Obviously, a cruel one if you're a Flames fan, but like yep. that's, yeah, it's insane. I mean, if, I, if I you want yeah, if, if you want to hear the. Uh, Maybe not overreaction, but you know that that heightened um, kind of downside, right? Like it's the the all time liar, the all time higher, the all time low kind of thing. If you want to hear the all time low side of it, it's still a very entertaining episode to listen to, and I love the guy to death, uh, James Johnson over on the Barnburner Hockey Podcast. Uh, he's been doing the uh, game recaps for that show. Mm-hmm. Um, Audie James has been doing uh, Game Over with the uh, SDPN now. Uh, but he's still oh, he's yeah. still on the show and everything like that. But he just he just can't do those game recaps right after because he's doing that show. Um, mm-hmm. But so James just went on a massive like multi tangent thing for about forty five minutes talking about game three, and I mean like 
I I can tend to swear a, a fair bit on this show, and he he's coming for the the record of most most bombs on an episode for sure. So with that one, nice. so I'd be curious to go back actually and like see how many times he said like some swear word or that. So because yeah, he was he was not happy about that result. Let's say that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I uh, I also just wanted to say I I did a hot takes bracket for a league that I'm in and, yeah. and just for fun I put the stars winning the series for nothing um, <laughs> and then obviously Calgary won the first game but you could still edit your bracket up until like Wednesday when games started oh my god you make so it changed five it. games for I, I made it stars in five <laughs> <laughs> and if that hits I don't even care at like how much how wrong the rest of the bracket was like you're just like hits, oh my god all I, I need to be happy yeah yeah exactly well I mean realistically what like who voted like unless it was like a hot takes one like you did right like where you yeah. know it's probably ridiculous it's you know Oilers fans who are just like having a laugh of oh yeah the Flames aren't gonna get past Dallas and Dallas Stars <laughs> fans who are like we're gonna beat the Calgary Flames because we're Stars fans right everybody yeah. else had Calgary picked to take this mm-hmm. series so it'll it'll be a yeah, massive uh yeah massive disappointment i think if the flames don't get yeah. past the first round of this the, uh, this year they fun fact they've only gotten past the first round once since 2004 the calgary yeah. flames are the toronto maple leafs of the west <laughs> well, honestly absolutely. Yeah. they absolutely <laughs> yeah. are yeah uh, i was going to say the third the, the third type of person that would put um the Dallas Stars winning that series over the Flames is like one of those petting zoo animals that just like you know they they put like a like two jerseys in the cage and like two like treats on each of them and then like whichever treat it's, they go for is it's like the corgi like, with the two the baskets as they toss the ball to them yeah like you, like you know the videos I'm talking about right or like yeah, that yeah, corgi yeah. specifically that corgi yeah. had Dallas winning this series <laughs> did he actually <laughs> yeah. I think it was in seven, but I was like, oh, fuck. I mean, it, it could happen in seven. You never know. Yeah. So that'd be unfortunate. Um, but. Yeah. Did, did you want to talk about either one of the other two series or are you? Uh, I'm good. I think we can save those for now. I, I still really haven't okay. had a chance, honestly, to watch much of uh, the Panthers and Capitals. Um, yeah, me neither. But uh, definitely go check out uh, those shows on the network there for that. And same with the Rangers and Penguins. Um, I, I, I'm kind of just surprised to see the Penguins are leading this series. It's only two one, right? It's only been three games, but uh, yeah. man, the the Penguins it's the are same thing with hard. the Bruins, right? Yeah, like they're they're not dead until they're dead. Really. Yeah, exactly. Like well, I forget how you put it. it. It was way better than whatever I just said, but <laughs> <it was the laughs> same sort of sentiment. So yeah, um, yeah. Okay, well, let's take a quick break here, and then on the other side, we'll wrap up with um, some listener questions. And you said you had something else for what's quacking as well, right? Yes, I do. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, that will happen on the other side of this. Hello, hello, hockey fans. My name is Nick Berlansky, host of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. My co-host, Nick Horwat and I talk all things Pittsburgh Penguins from top news to game analysis and other unconventional hockey talk. We've got you covered. New episodes every Monday. Tune in at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcast from. And let's go Pens.
All right, so we had a couple questions sent in uh, from uh, Cody Spink, who's at uh, Spin, uh, Spin, yeah, Spinco uh, twelve twenty one. I, I think I'm saying the username correctly. Um, who? Uh, okay, we'll, we'll start with this question here. This, this might be a pretty quick one. Uh, he asks, okay. "Does Zegris change his number next season, or does he stick with number forty six? Yeah, I don't know. What a bit. You know, let, before I answer that, what number did he wear, like, in... Uh, um, like, with the U.S. team? Like, before. Yeah, like, with uh, I everybody believe else. with the U.S. team, he wore number nine, which is retired for Paul Correa. Okay. Um, yeah, I believe... Um, yeah, number nine, it looks like, is what he... Money. 13, it looks like he used in... University okay. and in the AHL. This is from a okay. Reddit post like a year ago, but yeah, um, I, I know thirteen was a was a number that a lot of people were throwing around for a bit as well. So yeah, if, yeah, if he, yeah, I yeah, I'm thinking he, yeah, potentially thirteen. But I'm kind of wondering, you know, he's had you know like two NHL seasons, like a season and a half, right? Because he didn't play a whole lot or as much of last year compared to this year, obviously. But he's mm-hmm. he's almost kind of becoming synonymous now with number forty six. That being said, though, it doesn't mean that players can't change their numbers. That kind of thing, right? Like Jack Eichel did it in yeah. uh, in Buffalo, even right. He had number fifteen for however many years before he swapped to nine. Um, yeah. But I, I kind of wonder, like, especially with so many people buying Zegers jerseys, and that um, kind of wonder if he if he sticks with number forty six, right? Just kind of it, it's it's a unique yeah. number because it's not a number that you normally really think of too many players for. So like, I can almost I, I be couldn't. Yeah, I honestly could not name a single other player that wore number 46. Like, I'm sure it's happened. Um, and I mean, it's probably like a common rookie number, but I, I just, I, I can't think of anybody where I'm like, oh, that player, at, like, I know they wore 46, you know? Uh, David Krejci won, uh, wore number 46 for the uh, Boston Bruins. And oh, yeah, that's right. Wore that yeah, number, that was, I think, that was just like his choice, their- right? Yeah, and I think wore that number for the Stanley Cup win in 2011. Yeah, no, that's right. That's a that's a good call. Let's take a look here. Famous NHL players who wore number 46. Uh, Jared Spurgeon is another one. Okay. Uh, with the Minnesota Wild, the current captain. Uh, Roman Polak is another name I'm recognizing here. Okay, yeah. Um. Curtis Glenn Cross. I don't remember who exactly for. Doesn't say here. Um, yeah, there's not really too many names I'm recognizing. So Okay. I, I mean, there's a few there. Like you said, Critchy, yeah, uh, Spurgeon. I, I mean, I know Glenn Cross from his time with the Flames. Yeah. Hated him. For this time with the flames, <laughs> more accurately. But um, who else did you say? There was another one that you said. Like, uh, oh, was I, the, the first clo- one. I think I closed out the tab. Uh, oh, Jared Spurgeon. Oh, okay. That's who it was. That's who it was. No, 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 the other one. The one before Spurgeon. Uh, Craigie? No, the one after Craigie. <laughs> it it might have been after Spurgeon. I don't remember. There was another one you said, though. <laughs> uh, Roman Polak. Uh, oh, yeah. That's not who yeah. I, I thought you said another one, though. Like a. Another one. It was like an that. obvious name I, I need to look it up it's going to bother me <laughs> um <laughs> anyways to the, the short answer is I, I think if he does change it would be 
to number 13. Um, yeah. I, it would probably be nine if it wasn't retired, but um, yeah, maybe, sorry, maybe I, I went back. Maybe it was Spurgeon that you were saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just like, yeah, I don't know. So um, yeah, I'd, I'd say he might change to 13, but because like, I don't think he cares like, Oh, people already bought my jersey with 46. I guess I better not change. Like, he's going to be like, yeah. Well, I want to wear 13. I don't give a fuck what <laughs> you think. So, it, it, he could pull a. I think Jack, when Jack Eichel swapped to number nine, he was like, Well, if you want to swap your jersey to be number nine instead of 15, like, it would, he would pay out of his pocket for it or something like that. Like, he had some deal oh, yeah. worked out so that like people could do it for oh, free. Sweet. So, because oh, he knew that people cool. invested money into a jersey of his. So, yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I I think he I think he keeps it just because it's kind of becoming mm-hmm. synonymous with him. So it's it's something a kind little bit unique, more unique. Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, he did do like he did do like three sweet plays this season in that jersey. Yeah. So exactly on top of you know like the the bit he was able to do last year too. So yeah. But, uh, okay. One more question here. Uh, do you guys think the ducks make a trade potentially for Connor Garland on the Vancouver Canucks? Uh, Connor Garland this last season with the Vancouver Canucks played 77 games scoring 19 goals and 52 points. Um, and is currently on a, uh, he just finished the first year of a five year contract. That's just South of $5 million per year. I, Hmm. He would, I think he would be a good f- potentially on the Ducks. Um, hmm. as uh, you know, like we, we were just talking about winger depth and whatnot, he would definitely be a great add. Um, young guy, too, right at 26, um, like just freshly turned 26. But my only thing is that he is a division rival, you don't see those trades happening too much. That's the thing that's holding me back from. Oh yeah, Connor Garland is a is a possibility, right? It it makes it harder when it's yeah. a division rival and like you're going to be playing that team for a good chunk of your season. So, yeah, yeah, no, I I definitely agree with that, but um, I I think I, I could see us being interested in Garland, but given what the Canucks need, I don't know if we can if offer we that. have that piece. Yeah. So, or the pieces, I guess, because they're more than one piece away. So, yeah. And they have, uh, I looked up, they have 13 million in projected cap space for next season. Oh, so they got I, some room I think to they, work with too. Yeah. They, they really have no reason to ship guys out, right? Yeah. Like they've, like the only that, guy that they would have to re sign is Brock Besser as an RFA. Everybody else, oh, and potentially Halak as a UFA, but they could potentially. That'll be a cheap contract. Else, so. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's, if they do bring him back, it's not going to be a lot. He's currently making one and a half million. So, like, that's, I, I feel and, like they can fill the holes they need in free agency. They just have to re sign Brock Besser. I don't really think they're looking to move anybody out. Honestly. Yeah, and just south of five million dollars uh, for fifty-two points in a season that didn't start out great, right? That picked yeah. up for everybody a little bit later on. That's that's a pretty good deal potentially, especially being that young where he's like just starting to hit his like full stride and whatnot. 
yeah, I, mm-hmm. I as as great as it would be for the Duck, I don't see it happening, unfortunately. So at least in a deal yeah. with Vancouver specifically. So yeah, but um, yeah, I I have to agree with you there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, thanks Cody for the questions. If anybody else has any questions, yeah. you don't have to wait for a prompt or that. Uh, please just DM us on Instagram or Twitter at Quack Report Pod, and uh, as long as I'm checking the DMs and that kind of thing, uh, if I see it, we'll we'll bring it on the episode. So. Yeah, send it in. Send um, it. Yeah. So okay. So I got one piece here for uh, you know our our usual what's quacking of you know stuff from the internet or whatnot. Got an Instagram post here from today, Sunday, May eighth, Mother's Day, from the one and only Justin Bieber, who okay. has a very touching and relatable Mother's Day post. Where he posts, uh, if you're watching the video, oh, Chrome has lost permission to capture your screen. Great. <laughs> God Fun. damn it. Fun stuff. Give me two <laughs> seconds here. Uh, Carter, if you want to ramble about <laughs> something for a moment. <laughs> something. <laughs> something. <Okay>. Anything. <laughs> well, you brought up Justin Bieber. First of all. That jersey that Justin Bieber made for the Leafs or made with the Leafs, awful. Awful. Not a, not a great jersey. Cool concept. I like. I'm. I mean, I, I'm not like. I, I'm. I'm I like the Toronto for saying side that I like. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's it's the reversible aspect of it. Like, what? That doesn't. You can't have reversible, like, stuff clothes. Yeah, it's, it doesn't so, work. Okay, so I've I've seen pictures i haven't seen one in person yet of the authentics for this yeah it doesn't look great reversed however yeah this is the one time that the fanatics version like the replicas is is superior actually because when you flip it inside out you don't have like stitching like just showing right that's that's not supposed Mm -hmm. to be normally you don't have a fight strap just hanging off your back on the outside right like the fanatics one actually is legit reversible and looks a lot better so the toronto side of that jersey though be like for as an alternate or that sort of thing if that's what Mm -hmm. they're gonna do with it i'm not entirely sure yet they've kind of been up and whatever with that um i like that though actually it it works it's something a little bit more modern it's definitely for you know a younger demographic like our age and younger i would say for sure Mm -hmm. um Seeing it up close as well, kind of having like the the subtle Toronto skyline silhouette within the the two blue bands is really cool. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like yeah, the jersey. Like some personally. of the details, it's are, a little different good, for Toronto. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, and I'm on record of saying I enjoy different jerseys or like trying something new. I, I just think this one was a swing and a miss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Just basically the, on the reversible part. Yeah, the reversible aspect. If yeah. it was just a Toronto yeah, yeah. jersey, it would it would be great. It would be okay. Um, yeah. Okay, so I'm not able you to get to go here. Up yeah, I'm I'm not able to pull this like the actual image up, unfortunately, without like stopping the stream and all that kind of stuff. So I can read oh, the okay. caption and tell you what the picture is. The picture is of okay. a uh, young Justin Bieber, and I'm talking like you know the Bieber haircut and everything like that. Um, young Justin Bieber with his uh, mother taking a picture with the Stanley Cup, with the caption "Happy Mother's Day, Mom." We're going to bring back Lord Stanley's Cup to Toronto this year, and it will be beautiful. 100% that dude just took a Mother's Day post and made it about hockey. Yeah. <laughs> he was and like, I've I want to post about rel- the Leafs today, but it's Mother's Day. So how can and I combine I've never these related more to Justin Bieber in my life. 
<laughs> of like somehow I'll accidentally make this about hockey. Yeah. <laughs> you mean to tell me you didn't relate to him when he was like 13 and 14 years old and came out with baby and you were like, you weren't like this song just speaks to my soul. No, I, I okay. Personally, I like Justin Bieber's like stuff say from like the last five, six years. I like that kind of stuff. Everything before that though, I'm like, this is very tailored to a young demographic and even as the young demographic at the time, cause I'm pretty sure we're like, we're the same age as him, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty, pretty close um, anyways. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm not a crazy fan of this. Like, um, it, you know, ludicrous singing, uh, about meeting some girl on the playground at a bowling alley is great. meme potential, like me, potential, like <laughs> all these years later and whatnot. But yeah, it, yeah at the time it was just, not for me i think part of it as well was like my little sister who's like eight years younger than me was a massive justin bieber fan like did mm-hmm. go to one of his concerts and whatnot and like had the uh there's the the concert dvd documentary that never say never um was on repeat in, oh, in, yeah. in the family minivan so like there was easily a point that just being around that movie so much i could recite so much of it <laughs> like so I, I think that kind of like fed into it a bit um but everything from everything for, for myself everything from after his comedy central roast i really enjoyed actually like yeah. it's stuff that i'll like i'll just throw on and whatnot like or like if it's in the rotation i'm like i'm not skipping it going like oh justin bieber i'm like oh sweet yeah mm-hmm. you just bieber awesome yeah Oftentimes, like if it just comes on because it's like a, a playlist that I put on shuffle, if it comes on, I honestly, I don't even really know. And then I'm like, oh, this is like kind of okay. You realize like, who is later. It? It's look, just, and it's oh, like it's Justin Bieber. Bieber. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> I guess that's that's all right. Yeah. So, so because yeah. he sounds like, like a I, because he sounds like an adult now. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably the big part. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, you know, singing about adult things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's it's a little bit more relatable than Ludacris talking about being a young girl in the playground. That sounds really bad, honestly. Yeah, it sounds yeah, with no context. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I, I think well, Ludacris I that, uh, on the playground is a great place to end it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I know we both got to get up early tomorrow, so I think yeah. now is a good time to get out of here. Just on on that as well. So, yeah. Exactly. Um, so Nate, where uh, where can they? tweet at you their favorite justin bieber song yeah why not actually uh you can tweet that to me at tate nomas t-a-t-e-n-h-o-m-a-s on twitter it's the best nice um yeah and you can follow myself at carter underscore pots p-o-t-t-s underscore 97 um oh i want to plug this as well i will be doing a watch along for the oilers and kings game number five tuesday night 8 p.m uh, Mountain Time, 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern, wherever you are, those are the times that'll be on the THP and YouTube channel. It was a lot of fun last time. Uh, we had some regulars from uh, the, the podcast here join in, and so that was really cool. Some people that I um, that I haven't seen on a live stream before too, but were regular listeners of just like the audio version, so it was cool to mm-hmm. you know meet some other listeners there too. So definitely come on and, and just hang out or you know drop a like on the stream and say hi. It's, it's a blast. Um, and drop any questions you want to but yeah, yeah again that'll be tuesday 8 p.m mountain time and yeah the show you can follow at quack report pod twitter instagram youtube and 
Twitch. I always forget Twitch. <laughs> uh, thank you guys very much for li- listening to the Monday edition. We will be back on Wednesday for a live stream.